Okay, we are live. This is Jay. And Ray. And it's Dope Talks. That's right. We got our friend, Lumpy Space Jeff. Jeff, how are you holding out? Pretty good. Okay, excellent. So this is our first trip across uh, the interweb uh, waves. Uh, plenty of holes in this ship. That's the way we like it. Uh, and our first discussion is really going to be about... Star Wars, duh. <laughs> like, what else? As if there was about? another thing to start on. Are you a Sith? Are you a Jedi? Uh, is there any point in being either one? Are they both moot? Uh, what is the Force, and what does the Force mean in everyday life? So, uh, Lumpy Space, Jeff and I are Jedi. And I'm on the other side of the argument, but here's the thing. Uh, we had a little pre-show, didn't we? And we had a really, really good conversation. In fact, I kind of wish we were recording at the time, because it went pretty deep. Now, of course, we had movie breaks. It would have been a mess to cut that It would have been. But uh, we found out that through this discussion that it's not exactly as black and white as... Perhaps other people thought. Now, for those of us that have been doing it for an incredibly long time, and by incredibly long time, I mean all of our stupid fucking lives we've been doing this shit, uh, we found that it, there's a lot of gray area. And it was actually a really good conversation. So the first thing that we want to uh, tackle is, what are the differences between the two, right? Let's take a look at the, at the core differences and maybe a little background behind those differences. So go ahead. I, I think you would say that the Jedi... Uh... Versus the Sith, the Sith rely more on their emotions that dictate their actions. Uh, versus this Jedi who were taught from a very young age just to suppress that part of them. Is it that historically you feel like the Sith feel like expressing the Force is better through your emotions versus uh, expressing the Force through rules? Because I, I think well, definitely, that might be like, the big the, That's the difference between the two, because the Jedi have a uh, set of rules. It's more structured than the Sith. Not to say that like all dark side users are like that. Right. It's just that certain sets of... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know where it would, it would land. I'm just saying from experience, it's like you're, if you let your emotions dictate your actions, it, it can be unpredictable. Well, for sure, and I don't disagree at all. My, I think when we talked, my issue was that uh, it, the Jedi, the, the Jedi mindset, sort of suppresses a lot of what I perceive to be natural, sentient being feeling and reaction. First of all, love and anger, because there's a lot of talk about balance, right? There's an incredible talk about bringing balance to the Force in the air quotes that we're using right now, but by balance. One side wants to destroy the other. Exclude. I mean, it's it's mute. It's not mutually exclusive. They both have the same goal, where it's our interpretation or no interpretation. And we had talked about this early because the thing for me was I want the, the the word that I used was toolbox. Not to be funny, but the tools that are in that toolbox, right? So you have force lightning. Let's take that first one. Okay, which is an awesome power. I think that we all wish we had, especially when we're sitting in traffic or waiting in line to get coffee. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's also... Hey, some of us like to wait. Uh, present company not included. Thank you very little. Uh, but you zap somebody, let's say, with this force lightning, and you knock them out of the fight. It 
unless you're doing what Palpatine was doing to Luke in Episode Six, which was actively trying to kill him, and he was the most powerful wielder of Force lightning that, that we have seen on film, on celluloid, and of course in the expanded universe, I'm sure we can get a lot deeper than him. But nonetheless, it can be used as a non-lethal form of disarming your opponent. And as someone who would like to have as many options as possible in a combative situation, it would be nice to have that. Now, Ray brought up something very important. Like, she doesn't like what it, what it makes you become. The classic motocross racing uh, argument. Do you race a small bike so that you can wring its neck and you're, you're, you're punched out, you're in sixth gear, on the pipe the entire time. Everything's freaking out. Blue smoke is coming out everywhere. But... But you're just you're you're full on, but you're in control. Or the opposite side of that argument is uh, you want to have a bike with more power, quote, in case you need it. Well, every time I've had a, a racing experience on a bike that had more power than I should have had, and I thought I might have needed it, I got myself in trouble. So my parallel point. there is looking at like the force lightning situation. Sure, I could use force lightning to disable someone. And I'm allowing myself to be run by my, my emotions. I'm going on no rules, only what gratifies or protects me in any given moment. What's to say that I'm able to stop? And this is going to sound callous, but that guy probably dies. He was my opponent. He might have died anyways. But what happens to me later as a force user, as a, as a sensitive knight individual? What happens to me? What kind of pain do I have to struggle through? I killed that guy. I didn't mean to. I lost control. I don't know that the Sith have an out for that, for saying, if I've lost control, what rules do I go to to correct this behavior? So, you know, there's a, there's a thing there, so I'm going to, I think it's, you know, it's more like a, the Jedi have that check valve if, in case you're, you know, you do have this, you do hold this, all, this power that nobody else does, and you, it is lethal, we do know that, and it can be used in non-lethal uh, situations, but... You install a breaker box in your basement. For yeah, a just in case, like, oh, I can't control my emotions because this guy has pissed me off so much, and I want to take him out. I think that uh, I think that everything you guys said is actually quite fair. Um, and it, you know, to your point, when with the other conversation, it's like I have all this knowledge of you know this great power and stuff, and why not if I can't utilize every tool in the toolbox per se, I don't get you know, but like the um, benefit to it, right? Like I, you know, that's not real knowledge if you're suppressing half right. of it. Yeah. So if you're like, these are in the toolbox, but you can't have like, it. I, I understand. That one's that. got like, tape over like it. Sorry, bro. Surrounded by like twenty dudes with lightsabers, and they're all out to kill me and stuff. Yeah, and I got a taser at my fingertips. Right. Force lightning those motherfuckers. That can help you get out of there. Immediately you don't necessarily do have it. to kill yeah. them. And if that's, the, if that's the reason for using it, I have no problem with that. Or like my power goes out. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> good too. I like that. I Especially on a day like this. Yes. Well, I think, well, again, I think everything you guys said is uh, fair. But let's move into uh, something Well, I want to know, JP, I want to know, like, your situation with the Sith. Um, I'm not entirely clear in the, um, the extended universe, which is... Formerly the extended universe, which is now um, Legends. It's out there, it happens. I'm like, Mel Gibson, I'm too old for this shit. But, uh, uh, so I know there was a separation. The Sith left the Jedi, right? Um, and I think it's important that we should catalog this, because um, that is part of like why we started this podcast, this idea of like, cataloging some of these conversations that sure. 
we've had um, over the years about the myriad of topics we're interested in. Sure. So the Sith leave the Jedi. Um, they leave the Jedi because there's a constraint on what they can and can't do. They're um, sort of like when uh, the Lutherans walk away from the Catholic Church, they're pissed. Uh, the priest can't get married. Uh, they got some, they got a tie to some weird guy they don't know somewhere that's allegedly funding some school that's helping somebody somewhere, but maybe not where they're at. So there's some confusion there. Uh, sort of a rebellion against bureaucracy. Uh, and a little bit of this desire for the people to have more power for themselves. And I think of those as being virtues of, of the Sith way of living. Uh, and I, I would like to hear you talk about your thoughts on that a little bit before we do the next thing, because I know it's coming next. Okay. Um, I think to be clear, it was the Jedi that uh, sent the dark, they were called the dark Jedi, to leave. And they're the ones who landed and asked found... Them, asked them to go out. And, yeah, then, because and they, they became were, the lost tribe of the Sith and the people that lived on the planet. It they really, had a nice little pirate yeah. democracy... It boils cool down to almost like the handgun in your dad's sock drawer, your mom's sock drawer, as opposed to exposing somebody at a young age. And I'm not saying giving, you know, a three-year-old a fully loaded nine, you know, a Glock, you know, 17. But what I am saying is acknowledging the fact that it's there and showing an individual, hey, this is the power of this thing. You really need to be conscious about it. You're not going to be able to save everybody. So do you feel like canonically you know? the early Sith, that was their goal? You know, it's, debat it's debatable, and there's a lot smarter I, people I, on the I, topic. I, I led you on that one. I'm sorry. There's a lot of people who have done far more research than any of us have done on it. And I think that the vote, like, here's the thing. Everybody I, either likes the roof of the bad guy or the good guy. I don't know. You know some, of us, I mean? some of us don't. Some of us, um, some of us are Lebowskis, man. Some of us like antiheroes. Oh, some I agree. Some of us like people that are... I agree. Or on that line, like Kurt Vonnegut says, that uh, the edge is a great place to live because the, the view is fucking spectacular. And it's and true. Ambrose Bierce, the greatest mind of his generation, mm -hmm. said people who stay in the road get run over. Right. I mean, yeah, we like to root for something, but some of us are curious about what's on the edges. And I think Absolutely. that was when we started talking about this discussion and it went from just being who were the good guys and who were the bad guys. Right. We talked about this idea that some of us are comfortable on the edge, and I, and and Jeff and Bilko may be gray Jedi's. Like maybe we're right. maybe we're somewhere in the middle. Um, I don't even know if you have to be in the middle. I think I can be dedicated to being a Jedi and still respect and understand the reasons and the philosophy behind like, sure. what a Sith might think we're we're good. And like we talked about this, we even use Jedi and Sith. Should we use light right, side exactly. force users versus dark side force users? Like how Correct. does that work? Which is cool because I think those are interesting questions that a lot of people aren't asking in this context. So, okay, the Jedi throw the Sith out. Fuck you guys. You got you. You want to touch shit in the toolbox that we're verboten from, and and the Sith turn around and say, well, maybe we should understand what we're afraid of, and maybe we set it aside later. Mm -hmm. Don't use it if we don't need to. And this looks all well and good in a lot of the extended universe books. Something happens with the Sith. They have a problem where they can't, they can't understand that, that object. They can't and resist its fucking allure. So they start misusing it. As does every five-year-old who knows where his dad's Block 17 is. Absolutely. Right? So what happens then? Like, like there's a philosophy there that can you save it? Is it still there? Does it continue to um, 
how do you continue to foster that after a stumble? And we could say the same thing about the Jedi. The Jedi have had all kinds of stumbles and losses. I, I think uh, about The Last Jedi was uh, Luke and Yoda talking about the legacy of the Jedi is failure. And I'm pretty sure that the writers didn't mean it the way I'm hearing it. But the legacy of anyone who succeeds is failure. I mean, how many like light bulbs did Thomas Edison try to make? I right. think is the is the trope for that. That's absolutely but, true. You know, if, if I don't if I don't lose to a thousand people who are better than me at bicycle racing, I'm never gonna be on the podium. You know, the Jedi have had their own failures, and I, I have a thought for dealing with that because it's kind of the side that I I analyze and I'm and I'm on to. But the Sith had a clear failing. They lost control of the power of the thing that they wanted to understand it and it it sort of got ahead of them. So how do you redeem that? How do you give I mean, I think we can all agree the rule of two was not totally the right, right but, choice, but, but if, if you could go back, what would it be? But here's the thing. I'll, I'm Irish. I'll answer a question with a question. When you do something called the Sith Holocaust and you kill lots and lots of people, which is one of the major criticisms of the Jedi Order, do you not, in turn, create your own monster by saying, we can't even live with these people because of look at what they did to us? This point is so, is so academically prescient by accident, that it's almost, almost a joke. Go on. It's almost funny, almost like a ha-ha joke. Yeah, everywhere you go, when you eliminate your enemy, you are creating more enemies. Because elimination, I don't know, Lumps and I would say that's the path to the dark side. Like, you don't, you don't eliminate someone else's argument. You don't eliminate someone else's culture. You say, let's make common rules where we coexist. So I'm an anarchist, right? I do all kinds of anarchist things that are horrible, but I drive the right way down the one-way street. You know why? It's a block from my fucking house. And my neighbors and I have all kind of agreed on some sort of social level, regardless of what the sign says. We go this way on that street and then the other way on the street that's blocked down. That's how we roll. It keeps us all safe. It makes us all happy. This is how you reach compromise. Uh, yes, absolutely, the Jedi Order made a terrible mistake. Sith Holocaust, not okay. Not okay at all. Um, but it's prescient and bizarre because you see it going all the way back to the very beginnings of when human beings started writing history down with words. You see this, you know, we went, we went down the road and we eliminated our enemy. Uh, but a generation later, these guys came and attacked us and we didn't understand why. Fucker, they were the grandchildren of the people you fucking eliminated. Like, you see this over and over and over again. Believe me, I don't think that George Lucas was nearly smart enough to, uh, to put that together in his original dreaming of this universe. I think that a lot of the, uh, quote, legends, extended universe writers looked into that and really tried to say, you know, there, were th there are things that we've seen written about that are historically accurate and that will continue to the future. And it's that whole people don't learn from history business. But, I mean, we're doing it now. I mean, one of the reasons that Jay and I could say that we're modern American anarchists is that we have seen government for our entire lives do nothing but create its own problems so that it could create a solution, and then the solution causes more problems. Exactly. And I think that's what the Jedi do with the Sith. They create a problem by, by saying, you can't hang with us. Then they don't like what they see, so they're like, well, we've got to control that. Try to control it can't control it, go into full-on war mode. Mm -hmm. I mean, why were they even involved in the Clone Wars? And they took the way, way far into the future on that. But 
I mean, this is something that repeats itself, not just within our world, but also within recent years. So I understand that the Jedi are persecutors in that sense. Um, it's hard to say. I don't want to say that it's an apartheid situation because I don't want anyone to mistake like what I feel about science fiction to be like a, a, an actual analogy to real world oppression sure, no. of human beings who it. don't yeah. deserve it. Um, but in some sense, you know, when we look at fiction, we often have parallels because people who are writing are living in the same world that we're living in. So we often have parallels to what we see. Um, and there's there's an apartheid situation between the Jedi and the Sith. Uh, the Sith have quite a bit of power. And the Jedi start to lose control and backlash instead of instead of trying to uh, make a, I, I don't know, a learning moment out of it and, and get together and figure out what we can do to make our, all of us better. They, they're just like, fuck you guys. You're going the fuck down. We all know what happens. You know, I hit my neighbor in the fucking face. His fucking cousin's going to come back and want to fight me later. I mean, this is how it goes. Like, just stay down at the end of the driveway. Don't come up on the property. I'll meet you there. I'll fight you. That's fine. And But this is what it devolves to. And mm-hmm. it's, this is a basic shirt tucker, hillbilly shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we all see in our lives. So I can I see the Sith as victims. They were victimized by the Jedi power structure. But not necessarily by... The light side itself. Well, no, because it takes individuals to manipulate it. Sure. So, I mean, there's got to be room. There's got to be room for everyone, but I don't know how to fix that. And I no, think, we're not here to fix it. We're well, here I just to that, talk about it. But I you think know what that, I mean? I think, I guess what I'm asking you at the bottom line is, as a Jedi, yes, the Jedi uh, attack upon the Sith, the Sith Holocaust, terrible situation. Well, but out of control, dark side you. I mean, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Okay, well, that's going to get. We're so, going to yeah, segue so that's into that. I, that was, I, Where I was does your tolerance of... begin and end for people who don't agree with you, even at that, quote, religious level, that, that awesome space monk power level? Where does the tolerance end or begin and end, excuse me? If I, if I could be a real awesome space monk and really have that kind of power, I would, I would hope that my ability to forgive and move forward will be based not on what someone did as a personal affront to me or to my bureaucracy, but as on what did they do to innocence. I mean, are you are you traveling the, the, the greater galaxy in your whirling death machine, causing a million fucking problems for innocent people who don't deserve it? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I, I might maybe I might be like, yeah, we gotta step in. Some All of right. these guys gotta go. But are you on your own planet killing each other, minding your own fucking business? Maybe in that case, the Jedi Maybe should stay out of it. are you on your own planet just minding your own damn business? Like, yeah, I utilize this side of the Force versus this side of the Force. But I'm like a moisture farmer. And I just use it to power my evaporator. Right. Or, or, you know, whatever you need to do. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to embrace both sides of the Force. And that's in everybody. Agreed. That's been my argument. And that's something that I was going to bring up with you. You you, you officially outed me as, as an anarchist. I outed myself. I came out of the closet a couple of uh, months ago. I outed ago. you because you deserve it. Well, I mean that in the best possible way. So let's say that we're all living in this fictional universe, okay? And we still espouse the same beliefs. And you're on one side of the argument, and I'm on, a, on the other side. We're both anarchists. We both hate the state. We both hate the stupid central government. Uh, we hate the way it controls the planets and the systems inside the galaxy. And in my interpretation of the Force, I say it's okay for me to delve on the dark side of the Force 
not because I want to hurt people, but because when people come to hurt me, I'm going to unleash everything that I know how to use against anybody who tries to impede upon my individual sovereignty. You see what I'm saying? How does that jive with you? And also, let me finish this, as an anarchist, how do you justify an unelected council? Is it because it's voluntary? You're voluntarily submitting to that authority? Well, what happens when you want to leave? Do you have to turn in your saber at the door? I want to do the first one first because on. it's more global and it's bigger and yeah. it's kind of cool. Uh, I kind of I, I made a mistake and opened up a can of worms and uh, Jay hit me with something that's very near and dear to both of our hearts and I've got it coming so I'm just going to muddle through and face up to this. If you are, say, a dark side user, why is it not okay to use all of the resources available to you to combat something bad that is happening in defense uh, of your your family, your tribal group, your territory, um, you know, your livelihood, your own life, all these things. On the surface, that seems really okay. Like I should immediately, as a compassionate, decent uh, human person, say, you sh you use whatever you you fight tooth and claw for the things that you love, hands down, no question. That being said, philosophically, the reason you don't is because there is some perversion that happens in the Force from using it for dark side needs. So it goes back to this question of what does it do to the user? You may start out using your Force powers to protect your family. You may start out, uh, and you could, you could substitute force powers for economic power or you know, any of these things in our modern world from an anarchist perspective. You start out using that and you, you, you're like, um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend this thing that I really believe in. I'm going to use all the, the assets, all the economic power, all the force power, all of the political power, all the physical sure. power that I have to get right. this job done. And I'm going to, I believe in this so much, it's going to live and it's going to make the galaxy a better place. People don't. People don't usually stop there. They they get they 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 get a little protection and they go a little further. And they go, well, this is how you become a mobster, man. This is how people get wrapped up in the fucking mafia. This is how people end up indebted to crime lords and galactic emperors and to Sith lords. This is this is bad. I don't know if that means you can't ever use the dark side, but I do know that means there's a huge danger there. And my reasoning for that. As a as a light side force believer is the force there that, that you should be aware of, and the force and, favors the light. And if you push in too much of the dark, it it comes back to you later. It gets you. Okay. Um, you know, so it's, it's there, but you can tap into it. There's nothing wrong with that, but just you know, have the restraint to dangerous. not go that extra step. And I think that's what the Jedi were preaching. They, they took it a step too far. They're like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. We're going to prohibit you from doing all this stuff. Instead of educating their students on, like, hey, this is out here, but this is what can happen, A, B, C, D. You know, don't, you know, try to, you know, try to avoid that living as space monks or whatever. And like that particular that particular part of the question is a, is difficult for me to think about because it's the kind of thing that no one who thinks of themselves as a righteous 
light side force user. I, mean, I don't mean to say that we're all some sort of like pompous, we're better than everybody else, and, you know, council sitting fucking weirdos. But, you know, you, you sometimes you do, you look at what the tools that you have and what you could use if the rules were different. But it goes back to that, I volunteered for these rules. And so why does, it, why does an individual, why does an anarchist submit to a set of rules? Well, I submit to a set of rules because it's safer for me and for those around me. And not just in uh, Star Wars fantasy land, lightsaber fighting, fun stuff, but also in regular life. Right. There's certain things like I don't do um, and, I, and I try to avoid because... I know it makes me into a, into a kind of person that I don't necessarily care for. I tend to leave damage in places that I didn't mean to, whether that's emotional or physical or, you know, that could be economic. Anybody. It could be, and, and everyone falls prey to this. Right, it's absolutely. Like no question. That, and that kind of leads into your second question about acknowledgement of the Jedi Council as an anarchist. Like, what do you do? Um, I'm going to say this and then let Jeff take it because I have some real fucking strong feelings about authority and how much I don't like it. I'm super cool with rules. Give me the set of rules. Uh, tell me what my training regimen is. Uh, let me do my thing. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll box. I'll race. I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the farming work. I'll fix the car. Like, Give me the list of things. I'll get it done. I'm good on that. I like to have rules. I like to have uh, like jazz music. I love playing jazz because there's, there's so many rules you got to really work hard to be free inside those rules. Really exciting. I like that. I like that challenge. I like challenging myself to not just be an impulsive, insane creature. Jedi Council? Sorry, bro. Go fuck yourself. Uh, if, if I had been Ahsoka Tano's teacher, I would have left with her. Yeah, that's the only right answer. And then right we would have taken our lightsabers. I would have been like, pack your shit. We're going to go play another sandbox. I'm fucking sorry. I think that's an example of how bureaucracy develops. Absolutely. Because uh, there's a good reason it starts. We have to teach other people the rules. We want to make sure everybody's kind of on the same page. Sure. Uh, I know the one-way street. I know what the street sign means. Like, And then something happens. Some guy gets a, a prettier lightsaber or a fancier hat, and he's the high mucky-muck in charge of what the fuck ever. It doesn't stop there. He elects or... Or, or brings in some other people, or his kids, you know, however it works. And then, you know, you go for generations like this, and you end up with a situation where you've got a bunch of people who are totally detached from the original purpose, and all they have is that fucking rule book. And the rule book means nothing. Rules mean nothing unless people believe in them. And that's the heart of, of voluntarist anarchism, that if you and I don't agree to drive the same way down the fucking road, that sign doesn't mean anything. Sign has no power. The Jedi text has no power unless people are right. going to fucking devote to it and work with it. And the council separates itself from that, does all this horrible fucking shit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to some kid. She hasn't got that coming. And then, and then at the end, because they're... So for anyone who, who might be listening to this, if you're not familiar with Clone Wars, giant fucking spoiler alert. I already ruined it, but I'm going to make you know now. They fucking kick Ahsoka out. They fucking tell her, go fuck herself and take your lightsabers. And they realize they're wrong. And instead of saying, we were fucking wrong, we apologize, they come back and go, oh, Ahsoka, that was your great trial. And you're a Jedi Knight now. And you know what I would have done? Exactly what she did. Had I been her, I would have walked. 
And if I'd have been her fucking teacher, I'd have been like, bro, I'm fucking walking with you. And we're opening up we're our own school. We're motherfucking done. <laughs> you know what? We don't even, maybe we don't even open up a school. Maybe it's not about a school continuing. There are other Jedi in the Clone Wars that it's hinted to. Um, Boss, he's like a dude. He, he actually says, that's just your opinion, man, at some point. And I, making it pretty obvious. He's making it pretty obvious that he's, this is the Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, Boss is like the Lebowski of the Clone Wars. You know, Boss could have walked, but he didn't. If more people fucking walk, that's how you make change. You know, like, we're always talking about mm-hmm. what we feet, what we the dollar. I think with, like, the Jedi Council, though, like, you're looking at, if you got, like, five or six, maybe half a dozen, yeah, this is the way we've done it. And, well, I might not do agree with that guy or this guy, so it all kind of flips it. Flips it. Well, and I want to ask you this, too, Jeff. The, um, the whole council situation, is that is that a... a, a an adequate way of solving this problem. Because we've got wise guys who get excluded from the council. Who knows how many wise Jedi are out there that never even got a chance to get on the council. So we're excluding their opinions. Well, Maybe in, the, in a sense of like the laws of what we do is okay. But when we're talking about negotiating with what's the role of the Jedi to, to, the, to I, the New Republic. Well, I think the council is kind of like a formality almost. Like because now we are a state that's a dangerous formality. Along with right, being but we need, generals, but like we have, like we're the strong, like you said, to your point, yeah. we're the strongest mm-hmm. military. We're the we strongest thing. Because who do we answer? Who do all our fucking Jedi Knights answer? The council. If there's no council and we just have a bunch of space monks going around with a laser sword. Well, sure, stuff. that's bad. But, but you know, like the council, like it seems like the council was originally founded to be. Perhaps an arbitrator? The, well, the head, the head of the Jedi, in the sense that you can't just have a thousand Jedi fucking running this. Because no, no thousand people can communicate effectively with any one place that they go. That makes sense. So like what Jeff is saying, the head of the, the, the head of the, because space bumps running around, laser swords, not good. But what happens when the council stops being the voice piece of the monks and the people it's allegedly representing... That's what and starts to become its own its own thing that makes its own decisions. That's exactly what happened when they got involved in politics. So this is where we lose. This is where the light side loses. We lost in paperwork, dude. Among, among some other things. Now to take to take uh, your point, and I'm gonna. I hope I effectively answered your question. You did. It was difficult. But here's the thing. This it's funny how both of us have a similar. Uh, We'll call it a flavor of anarchism because there's there's many different flavors. Okay? There's only one. It's the one well, with no adjectives. Well, the no adjectives, sure, but there's a lot of people that identify with different branches, and that's fine, and that's okay. I'm not going to say what my adjective is because I don't have one. I don't. The enemy is the state. The villain is the state. But let's but let's look at it this way. That's how I go. Maybe it's confirmation bias, but for me, that's why I end up more on the dark side than I do on the light side because automatically I associate the light with telling me what the fucking rules are. Like, you are not allowed to look over there. You are not allowed to access that information. And if, of course, as soon as you tell somebody who has already an extreme, uh, I don't know, I don't, uh, resistance to being told what to do and to not look in a certain direction. Sure, that's where they go immediately. You know that's what I mean? That's the first thing they do. But yeah. the question you didn't answer is, what do you do with somebody who doesn't want to be there? You let them go. With all that power and knowledge. Yes. yep. 
Do you hunt them down and kill you them? You asked me this about two or three weeks ago, and I've given it a lot of thought. Yeah. And I reviewed, um, I reviewed the Ventress arc in Clone Wars, and I thought about it from the perspective, uh, the Rebels' perspective of uh, Paul, and I thought about it from the perspective of also being held to those rules by yourself. Uh, not having something taken from you, but relinquishing it because you thought you had to. So the Yoda walking away or Luke walking away. And the conclusion that I came to was maybe they just go rogue and they just walk away. And they're like, I'm, I just, you know, go practice with my lightsaber in the woods on some remote planet and I'm not a problem any longer. Sure, but it can make you a potentially um, dangerous adversary it could, down could the make road. You, it could make you a giant crime lord. It could make you a Count Maul. Dooku. could make you a Count Dooku. Right. Here's the problem, I guess, when you get down to the root of the question you're asking, and I think this is what you were you were trying to lead me to, so I'm going to give it to you. Not that it's a tit for tat. I like a good debate, though. What do you do with those people? They're out of your control. Right. The Jedi Council seems to forget on a regular basis one of the biggest rules of being a Jedi. But what is in your control and what is outside of your control? What you can't control, chase it all you want. Fight it, run it down, scream at it, fucking yell at it, uh, try to make your point clear to it, try to reason with it. The bottom line is there is no effective strategy for something that is outside of your control. I think the Jedi Council misses that. Like they, they go after these people. That's out of their control, and they're missing, uh, they're missing a very easy path along the But what would I do? Were I on the council and someone wanted to leave, go in peace. At this point, everything seems like it's going pretty well on our first podcast, but we managed to lose Jeff's mic. Unfortunately, right at the moment when he asks the very valid question, what about the rule of two? Can a Sith ever leave the Sith order? Both sides are rife with legitimate criticism. Like for the, that question you just posed there is excellent because we all know what the answer is. You, no, there is no. There's either you overthrow the guy who taught you with a guy you found or girl or whatever sentient being that you found, or you keep that one in line while you find somebody else to replace that one that you've been teaching. It's, a, it's very cutthroat, okay? But at the same time, the Jedi have ch- you know, child soldiers. Like every time I think of little, uh, little younglings, I think of Janissaries, like... The kids can't say if they want to go away from their mom and dad, they get scooped up because they're identified. Remember, because if he was inside the Republic, we would have identified him at a much younger age, right? They, they find these kids, and they're like, we're taking these children to teach them these things. Well, can the kids say, I just want to, you know, do pod racing, bro? Like, I'm not interested in this fucking shit. Like, I want to hang out with my mom. Well, the parents, you know the parents I mean? can't say no, too, and run that into the Clone Wars as well. Where we, we've, got, we've got parents saying... Um, we're, we don't, we're not donating our children. Right, but what's stopping them with the power of the state behind them if they need more warriors? Nothing, and I think we're that problem. Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, then again, we're all looking at this through a specific, especially you and I are looking, everybody's going to view these arguments in a specific lens. I, you know I, hate I, mean? to, I hate to, I hate to have to say it this way. There's only one lens through which to view politics, and it's through the anarchist lens. It's the only correct lens. I can't. It's the only natural lens. It's the only way. The force doesn't like being manipulated for bad. 
And I don't care if bad is is a Sith rule of two, where one person is constantly being abused, or bad for, quote, a good reason in a Jedi Council where children are being kidnapped from their parents. Exactly. Uh, You're going to get rolled. The Force is a beautiful fucking humanist anarchy at its heart. So, you know, that's a sad story. But I like Jeff's question. I think it's the best question we've actually had in this conversation. But it has the most obvious answer. Because they're always like the always kind of one up Oh yeah, Vader, gotta get the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, he even tried to recruit his own son, like, hey, let's, let's do this. Hey, let's kill my boss. Yeah. I'll make you number two. Who hasn't had that? Then, but here's but here's the problem. Like, your boss no comes comment. to you. Your your immediate supervisor comes to you and says, Yo, dude, let's kill our district manager. I'll be district manager. And you'll have my spot. Well, sure. Won't that be fucking awesome? On the micro and at level, first, yeah. At first, you're like, cool, bro. I'd like to move I up think, a little I bit. I think it's to the point where, like, these things, like, as far as the Jedi concerned, like you said, when it becomes state religion, when it becomes the structure is controlled by the state, that's the problem. So fucking bad. Yeah, it's the worst we're thing s- ever. We're supposed to be, a, you know, separate from this. And, you know, we're peacekeepers. We'll come in and, you know, if someone's got a problem, we'll settle. But that's it. We're not here to fight a war. And only if they ask us. Like you said before. You don't like, just go marauding had, around and like, yo, peacekeeper no, for hire. The Jedi had no business in a trade dispute. None. Yeah, whatsoever. none. Nope. None. Uh, and, yeah, we talked about that earlier. And that's the problem that, again, it's hard when you view things through that lens like Ray and I have talked about because... We continuously go back, and people can argue the point, and that's fine. Everybody has their own perspective on what's right, what's wrong, what's the authority, what's not the authority. The authority should be the individual. The authority wants to leave any organization, no matter what the organization is, they should be able to. But the problem is the state wants that monopoly on that force, and and we're not trying to be cute with puns, but literally the greatest power in, in, in the universe when you have these space monks that can literally get you to change your mind if you're, quote, weak-minded, right? And on the other side of the coin, you have people who have incredible knowledge and power, and like if you're a Count Dooku, you have a lot of wealth behind you, that can do it for the most nefarious of reasons, you know what I mean? And, and have the power to manipulate others and put them into, uh, into bondage, both literally, physically, mentally, even though the Republic still did allow slavery and the Jedi didn't intervene at that point in time, which I think everybody sitting here can agree that humans that are kept against their will are sentient beings of any kind being kept against their will, I think would be my first stop if I had a group of us together and said, let's do something nice today. Oh, I see that these poor fucking Wookiees are over here doing spice grinding against their will. Fuel the jet, motherfucker. We're on our way. Yeah, that's gonna, not you know even a question. I mean? That's not even a question. But, you, but, but it was allowed to exist. And, you know, I see a lot of people, not on my side of the argument, because we're not using that that language, but people who have made the argument that, quote, the Empire was, was actually much better. Well, Darth Vader, when he shows up, slavery ceases to exist. It's not legal anymore in the Galactic Empire. Well, technically, everybody's a slave to the Empire. Right? So that's, that's an issue. I mean, that's a huge issue um, that we never see addressed. And I, I, we never see addressed in Sunny Alone or in any of the books. Um, that I'm aware of, anyway. How are people getting paid? Republic credits are you're, no good. You're going, <laughs> right, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're going from, so, you know, we go from one type of slavery to another. 
again, this is a social critique I think George Lucas never intended. I don't think he knew very... I'm going to say it right now. Get it out of the way. Bright, just just get, get it out of the way now so that it's it, everybody knows from this point forward this guy didn't think of these things. Ray Rides, Ray Rides Bikes does not think George Lucas is a very smart guy. Um, if Thank somehow you. this becomes a big thing and George Lucas ever wants to talk to me about it, I'd be happy to discuss it with him or fisticuffs in the street. He's still counting his money. I really don't care. Um, he can count his money all he wants. He's counting um, his money. So this is something that happens in culture, right? We see movies... And we take it, we relate it to what we see around us. Mm -hmm. And this is a huge thing that happens. So, like, you might start out innocent film writer. Oh, these people were, they were slaves before, but now they're not. But those of us from the outside who are looking at this from this, like, huge perspective of philosophy and literature and political critique that's been going on since, I mean, from a Western perspective, since at least the Greeks. And for those of us who follow Zen for quite a bit longer than that, and for our Jewish brothers and sisters, enormously before that, um, we've been looking at what is the point, what what does if we believe in a benevolent universe, a force, if you will, what does that mean? What does it allow? Does it favor tribes? Does it favor positions? Is there something that you can do to make your life better or easier within this universe that you're kind of trapped and drug along in? I mean, our ancestors recognized long ago that our intellectual and philosophical existence is like being a fish in the ocean, right? You're surrounded by it. You don't even maybe know it's there, but it's there. So we go back and we look at our movies from this ocean, and sure. we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, look, Darth Vader came, and there were no more slaves because there were slaves. And now they're not slaves. But then we, we pause, and we're like, but how are they not slaves? Like, what is a slave? Is a slave a wage slave? Is a slave a physical slave who's tied to a piece of land? Mm -hmm. Is this a sharecropper? Are these um, moisture farmers? Like, what what happens in slavery in the Galactic Empire? Are they what, serfs? What, right. And what was different in the Galactic Empire sure. versus in the Galactic Republic? So I think that people tend to draw the line saying, well, in the Galactic Republic, they were, they were slaves. But in the Galactic Empire, they're serfs. And that grates me really bad as an anarchist Jedi. No God, no government, no man, no rules above me. I will, I will do what I do. And that sounds inherently sick, which is kind of weird because I just said it. And you I'm raised smiling. Your, you raised your one eyebrow, and I know how you do that. That sounds inherently <laughs> sick. But, but the issue is I'm cool with the one-way street. But if you're like, Everybody goes one way down the one-way street on pain of death. The first thing I'm going to do is shoot the guy who says that. Like, I just can't help myself. Yeah, that's... So, like, that's just how we all have a little bit of a little bit of dark side, a little bit of light side, a little bit of urge to fucking self-actuate. So what, so what is balance in the force in the grand scheme of things? Well, is, it, if, is it global balance? Is it universal galactic balance? Or is it individual balance? Or is it balance within a person? And I, I think I have come to believe that it's within an individual. It has to be. It has to be because well, we discussed it before. Well, without the individual, before. there is no collective, right? Right. But we discussed it before. If we looked at the fights that we have on celluloid, for example, okay, and we'll go back to episode one, okay. Unfortunately, or we could just which arguably is maybe the best lightsaber fight on celluloid. 
Okay. Yeah, but the rest incredibly of choreographed. It's really five minutes enjoyable. is fantastic. Right, it's it's really good stuff. Thank you, Cheers. Ray Park. You're a wonderful <laughs> man. God, you know, God bless. God bless you. Ray Park. Yes, but uh, Obi Wan is very upset. He killed his friend, he killed his mentor, killed his father figure, and I argue that without that anger, without being upset, maybe he lacked the motivation. I mean, you're not just going to lay down for somebody who just did that. You just harpooned the guy who taught you everything. Well, maybe, was, maybe not. And that's, again, we're circling back to the original conversation, is that's a tool that someone like him, let's say someone who's highly trained, again, we're in this fictional universe again, okay, we keep dipping in and out of the pool, but we're back in the pool, this is a highly trained individual who hopefully had some really good guidance, listen, it's okay to put that toe in there when you need to, but when it's over, you have to park it back where you found it. But there's a bigger question here. There's a tradition... I'm going to dip out of the pool for just a moment. Go ahead. Uh, Cal's there. Go on. Yeah, just real quick. There's a tradition in Zen where our priests write a poem when they die. So they're basically like, you're on your fucking deathbed. You're dying from bone cancer. It's horrible, terrible, painful. You're writhing in fucking agony. And someone comes and gives you a pen. They're like, yo, can you write something down? I'd be and, a little salty, I'll be honest. Well, with you. no, you know, you just you submit because this is like no, no, this is this is part of being a being a Zen person. So these these monks would write something down, and I actually uh, curated a book when I was uh, working in New York that was a series of these poems, and I had to go through the poems, I had to photograph the calligraphy, set it on plate so they could be printed on the book. I was just doing busy work, but I got to read all these poems, and the the most beautiful thing. I ever read. Zen monk on his deathbed. Three sentences. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Right. Dying in Zen and in the Jedi tradition, don't cry for those who have rejoined the force. Right. Don't mourn those who have gone home to where the energy lives. But here's a guy who's supposed to be the, like the most enlightened person in, in, our, in our faith. And, and he's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And it's, it was so, I, I, I'm not even shitting you. The book was 500 pages long. I photographed 200 fucking calligraphy poems. That's the only one I remember. Like, it was brilliant. But for good I reason. Loved it. And it was it's so. incredibly human. Honest, right? Yeah, it's incredibly so, human. So here's the question. There's this tradition of Jedi walking away. I feel like whatever was going on with Qui-Gon, I feel like it was unresolved. I don't think that, at least in the film, that there was a good We resolution. don't have enough of the story, right. unfortunately. There wasn't a good resolution for, for why it happened the way it did. Sure. But Obi-Wan does it, and Yoda does it, and now we've got Luke doing it last year. You know? Come and talk to my friend who has figured out some things about continuing on right. in the Force after... Qui-Gon doesn't seem to do that in the, in the duel with Darth Maul. He seems to... Sure, and in offense, that's all it takes for somebody who actually knows what they're doing. That's that little bit of opportunity that somebody who's highly skilled. I mean, again, we're talking about fictional characters, but there is a real application. There is a real sport behind it. There is a real art behind it. And we understand that that's all the margin of error that somebody who's incredibly trained uh, that needs in order to defeat their opponent. But yeah, and then if we move forward, um, and we talk, of course, you know, We've always talked about, you know, Ray and I've always talked about, as long as I've known her, about the arc of, you know, of, of Anakin, for example, who is every man, because he has the struggles of every Oh, he's the Joseph Campbell archetype. 
And all across the board. Anybody who cannot relate to his character at some point in time during his journey, I don't think has all the dogs barking because you know the guy want you know he finds his mom first of all he was born a slave then he gets taken away from his mom because he doesn't want to be taken away and some and people had already warned there's a lot of danger in teaching this kid this stuff he's already too old you know what I mean he's dangerous and of course Obi Wan honors the wishes of his of his Jedi master and says you're gonna train the boy okay train the boy and then the poor kid goes back to find his mom finds that his mom's been sold. But she's been liberated because she's been married to a man. But uh, then he finds his mom in agony, dying, and he kills everyone. I don't think there is a human. I'd have a hard time putting I'm not going to say there isn't, but I'd have a hard time finding anyone I know who wouldn't have that impulse to be like, okay, you did this to my mother. Guess what I'm going to do to all of you? You know what I mean? But you're going back to this thing that we keep going back to in this conversation at least today, when you go back to this, it's a, it's a conversation that, that uh, recurs over and over again. It's a common theme. What, you've done that, then what does that do to you? Well, to you. What's going to stop you from doing that? Not just again, again but... Again some other what about your... After you've done it? Right, if you think that slaughtering a whole tribe of... That impulse exists. Ah, but you shouldn't relate to it. And that's the issue. But it's unfortunate. The issue is... Almost like on an evolutionary basis. Yeah, this guy... These guys, they... They strung up my mom. Yeah, they murdered my mother. And that's my only relative I have. Right. So we go back to the child soldiers. You know, younglings. We, We shouldn't be training younglings. On the other hand, when people form attachment... They become vulnerable to these kinds of fucking impulses. But he goes home and he can't let it go. Not only can you not let it go. We encountered this even today. How many friends do you have that came back from Iraq or Afghanistan? Most of them. Okay. Uh, Most of them. I don't. If you could find one, it'd be an outlier. And the one guy you're going to cite is a fucking liar. No, I'm not going to cite him. I was going to say, he'll tell you he doesn't care. The fact that he can't sleep tells me he yeah. does care. So there's an issue there. So like, you'll have guys who come back who are like, "Yeah, I did it. I had a clean slate. It's right. not a big deal." They're yeah, you get the past the hard exterior. The shit is very fucking different. If it was good with the universe, you'd walk away from that and you'd be like, "I'm never gonna lose a night in sleep." So, so there's something. There's something. But what about when there's he something kills that using the dark side? It fucking does. But what about something when he kills Dooku he has and regret. he feels bad and he has regret like for that shit. too? That right, guy. right. You know why? Because you shouldn't kill. The quote light side has the advantage because it teaches restraint. But I think that we can all come to a conclusion. Not speaking for the group, but I think based upon everything that we talked about, and of course people have done a better job maybe hashing this out. We don't give a fuck. We're doing it for ourselves here, but. This isn't such a black and white thing. And the idea that only Sith deal in absolutes, we know that that's bullshit because they're not the only ones who deal in absolutes, okay? We do know that, right? I mean, that's that's obvious. Of course, you do too, guy. Don't fucking play around. You, you know, know what's what I'm amazing about the Jedi? They say only Sith deal in absolutes. And then the Jedi turn around and say, X is X and Y is Y, and that's an absolute. And then they go, but we don't deal in absolutes. And that's fucking fantastic. If we that's didn't an, find the planet, it doesn't fucking exist. Right. That's <laughs> amazing that that guy's not there. We didn't see a red lightsaber there. We don't know what's happening. Right. 
that's an absurdity. All of the efforts of the Jedi, the serious, the strongest in space monks with laser swords in the there whole world, That's universe, right. galaxy, yep. they can't get rid of the Sith. Why? Could it be that the Force needs the Sith? Isn't that balance that we were talking about? Well, maybe there is a universal balance. Maybe if everyone, the Sith and the Jedi both, were to lay down and accept what the Force wants instead of fighting against it, the Jedi fight against it by losing the path that they were given. And the Sith, they lose the Force by only keeping two, by refusing to acknowledge that there's a thing bigger than themselves. And the Sith are totally egoistic. It's no only question. me. You don't have to bend the Jedi. Not allowing that humility, the Sith are cutting themselves off from... Uh, a transitory experience with that with that yes. uh, entity. There's a lot of lessons to learn, I think, on both sides. I think that's the argument that uh, the conclusion around it, I think, that we all came to was that there is this, um, there's healthy and ample criticism for both sides. And it's not, uh, and of course, we're not discussing world peace or anything, but this is something that we've been talking about. Galactic peace, so much bigger. So much bigger. But we've been talking about this shit for a so long big. time. And people, and of course, there's nerds out there that probably would challenge us to a street fight over it. But, you know, I mean, they're not here right now. But the thing is, is it's interesting how somebody, something that someone invented who never thought about these things can actually impact smart and educated people to really think about it on a very deep level. I don't know, man. It, it, it's a lot deeper. Like, when you scratch the surface and you really deal with some moralistic issues and some, uh, I, I don't know, I'm kind of struggling to find the, the terms that you can describe this, uh, this situation other than, you know, the, the, the struggle of the individual to find the correct balance in what it is that they're doing during their existence and when it's okay to come off the chain and when it's okay to show restraint. I think that's a struggle every individual usually has to deal with in their lives is knowing when to apply that, quote, dark side of the force. But now you don't have to call it that. To be violent when violence is necessary and to be peaceful when violence is absolutely not necessary. I think that's a huge thing, because if we if we remove the uh, the sci-fi elements from the, from the discussion, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about people who have to suppress a violent urge, like we used Anakin's example in finding his mom like that, right? Okay, your violent urge is going to be to hurt anybody who had anything to do with it. And the other side, the logical one, is realizing that's not going to bring her back to you. That's not going to help anybody. In fact... You might feel good for the first five minutes. You could feel good for five years. Or immediately, once that, that, uh, that adrenaline drops and you come back down and you realize, holy shit, one person was killed and as a result, I killed 25 people, right? I took 25 lives. People, and individuals who had nothing to do with it, right? Because if we're talking about the Tuscan Raider example, the, uh, the, the little ones had nothing to do with Anakin's mom dying. That was not their bag. They had no fucking choice. And that distinction, if you're going to go a violent route, which we're, we're not advocating, but nonetheless, that distinction has to be made. Right? And if you're going to do that, but that's the danger when you give into the passion side, right? So again, 
one, we come full circle to that balance in the individual. And I think that it's incredible. It's incredible that we can have these kind of discussions from a fucking uh, sci-fi western movie. And that's and that's the beautiful thing of it. It keeps giving us these things to talk about. It keeps giving us ample amounts of. Uh, of, of, of information that we can chew on and spit back at each other and say, hey, this is what we think. But uh, what do you got to add for me? I don't know. There's a weirdness in the universe. So, like, Einstein talked about um, something he called spooky action at a distance, which was particles on a really small scale. They sometimes seem to react in pairs with other particles on a really small scale. So these are not like, these aren't like, Electrons or protons, these are like the particles that make up electrons or protons or neutrons. These are like the tiniest bits of the universe, as far down as we can see. But they all seem to kind of interact in unison. They've got a flow, right? I mean, you could call that the force. Like, I remember we talked like, about it 20 yeah. years ago, and I really enjoyed that. And I told I you really that did. I said, like, there's some shit happening in the universe, man. Like, I've learned about this recently. I'm very excited. So I continue to, like, to have a very strong... Um, intellectual and emotional bonds with this idea that there's something going on in the universe that is above what we can understand. Uh, that I looked at it as merely tools, not as a way of life. No, it's but, a way of life. It's see, totally a way of life. For me, it's not that. To a, first of all, to ensure what is, my survival. What is your way of life? What's your goal? To be left the fuck alone. Man. You are. So just be? Just be. So in conclusion, if anybody wants to get at us, our Twitter handle is at J and Ray Talk. It's one word. Uh, if anybody has anything else, we're going to sign off. Thank you very much. Yeah, and, I think we should uh, sign off, and then we have to chop this up and like do a bunch of uh, uh, I don't know how to how to fit stuff in, but that's right. Yeah, the band is the International Bittering Unit, and uh, more links and bullshit to come. Excellent. All right, right thanks. On. Thanks everybody. Hey, bros. All right, bye.
vacation Just some relaxation I just got to go Heading back to Ohio. Oh.